you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Right, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode 10 of the Bossy Bitch podcast. Today I am going to be speaking to nobody. That's right, you just get to listen to me and the sound of my sexy voice the whole time. So I wanted to talk about something that I'm pretty passionate about and it is a huge topic for anyone that owns a business and I don't know why we don't talk about it more because if you ask anybody that owns a business what the most difficult or challenging element of owning a business is and they will most likely tell you it is staff. Hiring staff, managing staff, um, managing staff's performance, it can be a minefield (laughs) And to be honest, I know so many people that actually have been so deeply scarred by experiences with staff that they don't want to hire staff or grow their business because they're too scared. And I find that really, it's quite debilitating to have that mentality or to be so permanently scarred because it means that you can't grow. You're kind of always stuck in the same position if you are the only person working in your business and I can understand why people would get that way I totally get it it only takes you know a couple of times to be bitten and that's it you retreat into your shell and you will never hire anyone again but how does that serve you and I guess when it comes to deciding whether or not you want to grow your business and hire a team you have to decide what your goals are so If you want to grow and your goals are to expand, you kind of don't really have a choice and you have to weigh up, is it worth the pain or the difficulty or some people think it's a lot of time and stress, is it worth it to make extra money? Because let's be real, it's all about growing your business and growing your profit margins, right? We don't grow a business just for shits and giggles to have lots of people working for us and be busy. We grow a business because we want to make more money. (laughs) And that's just the fucking outright truth of it. So what what's more important to you? And is is the extra money worth it? Um, usually I'd say shit, yeah, it's worth it. But it's not just about money. There can it can be, and I know some people be like, yeah, right. It can be super rewarding having a team and not all staff are shit. (gasps) I know, shocker. A lot of them are actually amazing, amazing. And it's unfortunate that when you get one that doesn't do the right thing or one dud, (laughs) let's just call it what it is, uh, you know, it, it kind of puts a shadow over all the other people that are doing the right thing and doing it well. So, I've been hiring staff for 13 years and boy, have I had some really crazy, crazy experiences. I remember, I'm going to share some of them with you because they're too good not to. I have had, I remember I had this apprentice and I was getting out of my car one morning walking to work and she was at the end of the street and she was waiting for me and I could tell she was super excited to tell me something. 
and she starts walking towards me and she yells out, hey, Elsa, did you just hear me on the radio? And I was like, no, why were you on the radio? She's like, oh, they had a segment where you should call up if you've ever been stabbed or if you've ever stabbed someone. And I rang up because I stabbed my sister with a fork. (laughs) And I was like, awesome. (laughs) I just hired this girl a few weeks ago and I was thinking this is going to be interesting. This is the same staff member that came in uh, after a weekend and announced to the entire team that she'd shagged her stepbrother on the weekend. (laughs) I have had a staff member not show up to work for three weeks because she had a fight with her boyfriend and, you know, we all go through times where we become a little bit unhinged. But, yes, for three weeks she just didn't show up. And it's amazing as employers how... Oh, I could get in trouble saying this, but quite often I feel that the working situation favours the employees. So I remember having a meeting with Fair Work or whatever they were called at that time and saying, how do I manage this situation? And they came to my house and they told me that this staff member could not show up to work for three months before I could sack her. Three months. And I'm like, right, so as a small business you know, employing staff and having to service clients, what what are you supposed to do with that? Unbelievable um, and super stressful. I've had staff leave and uh, directly try and steal clients, as in were openly, openly, God, that's not a word. Anyway, openly approaching, messaging, emailing, Facebook messaging my clients trying to poach them. And lucky for me, I have very loyal client following because, um, you know, I love my clients and always have and I think I get that message out there pretty clear because I had people coming in showing me the messages from this particular person and I had to approach her and say, listen, like, please stop because it's making my clients feel very uncomfortable as well as it's kind of fucking wrong (laughs) to do that. So, look, I've had my fair share, I can assure you. And what I wanted to do was jump on because it's not all doom and gloom. And I think, although I've got some horror stories up my sleeve, I think I've done an okay job at managing staff over the years. And I don't think there is a perfect formula or a perfect way to approach uh, managing a team and although for many years I thought I got it pretty good people are going to come and go people will let you down people will do the wrong thing as an employer you will get hurt it's going to happen and I don't think I mean what do people don't give a shit and I wish I was more like them um, heaps of people couldn't give a fuck but I actually genuinely care So I get a little bit wounded each time I'm let down by a staff member. Someone, you know, sometimes I've had staff work for me for 10 years. I've invested myself into them. They become a part of your life and people that you care about. Well, I do anyway. There's lots, like I said, lots out there that don't give a shit, but I do. So I think I've done a pretty good job, but yet I still make mistakes. Shit still happens. And I don't think that's ever going to change because when you're managing other people, it's unpredictable. So I wanted to share 
there it goes again, one of those words. I wanted to share my tips for what I think works with managing staff and being a leader in your business. I have six of those tips that I'm going to rattle off. And I hope that it motivates um, someone to hang in there or do a better job with the team they have. So the first thing I think that is important to note is that amazing staff do exist. Yes, they exist. They, we all talk about the shit ones, but my God, I've had some amazing, and I still do, amazing staff. And they are a game changer. They are worth all the bad ones put together because you can find good staff. You can find staff that genuinely care about your business and want to be there for you. And they are a game changer. When you have those staff, you absolutely need to look after them. You need to value them. And they are worth the wait. I can't tell you how often I've gotten into a situation where I felt a little bit desperate um, for hiring staff. And I think this is huge at the moment with COVID uh, in Western Australia. I don't know about the rest of the world or the rest of Australia, but in West Australia, there is a serious problem right now where businesses are struggling to find staff. And I mean struggling. Some are having to close their doors because they cannot get the staff to serve the clients. And not to get into it too deeply, I'm not sure why that's happening. I'm sure a lot of industries are suffering from not having the backpackers or traveling um, visa holders to come through and fulfill those casual jobs. But I also think, and I'm just going to say it, that the job seeker money might be, I mean, why go to work when you can stay home and chill on the couch and get paid more? That's a part of it. So what happens often is you get desperate. You get desperate and you make hiring decisions that you would not have normally made. And I've done this before. I freaked out, you know, and you talk yourself into hiring someone that probably wasn't a good choice and you might, you kind of know it, but you just think, oh no, she'll be fine. I'll give it a chance. And we all make that mistake and I, I've made it many times. So I have learned that it is worth the wait for the ripper of a staff member to come along. I think it's worth suffering down a staff member for an extra few weeks or months until you find the perfect person. So they do exist. Uh, Amazing staff do exist and they are worth the wait and they are worth looking after. That's my first tip. Second of all, leadership starts at the top, right? So if the dynamic in my team is off, I see that as a direct reflection on me, whether I'm in there or not. I set the tone for how my team works together. So if the team is falling apart and they're bitchy and they're catty, that's on me, right? I hired them. I selected that team. I put them together. I create the values in the, in the business and the, the culture, I guess, amongst them. So if it's not working, sorry, but that's on you. That's on you at the top. You set the tone. And I think look at yourself first before you start bitching about your staff. There, I said it. Not always, not always, but most of the time, how can it not? And I've so often people say, oh, just put a manager in there and let it run itself. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. If I'm just skiving off and, you know, enjoying my life and not giving any love to my business, how can you expect the staff to? That's how I feel. 
Number three, in order for your staff, and this kind of goes with the first one, in order, uh, sorry, the last one I just said, in order for your staff to value your business, they need to value you. If your staff don't respect you, you don't have a hope in hell. They will steal from you. They will rob your clients. They will pull the piss. It, they need to respect you. They need to value you. And a big one is, think about this, if you're bossing them around and dishing out your orders and cracking the whip whilst you sit back and sip your latte, scroll the net, go out for lunch with your girlfriends, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know how you really can expect anyone to invest in your business when they are busting their balls and you're just doing whatever you want to do. I think you have to walk the walk and talk the talk. So if they're your values that you're expecting your staff to um, instill in your business and you you have to be reflecting that yourself. So if you want your staff to have a good work ethic and you want them to enjoy their work and be kind and respectful and work hard, well, what do you look at yourself? What are you doing? Um, I know if it was me and I was someone employed me and I was busting my balls 24-7 while they were just fucking about going out for lunch and having a fat time um, making snow angels, you know, the cash I was making them, I'd probably want to go tell them to eat a bag of dicks. So it makes sense, right? Tip number four. Okay, this is really heavy. If you pay peanuts, you will get fucking monkeys. Let me say it again. If you pay peanuts, you will get monkeys. Don't be that guy that pays the bare minimum but expects their staff to be staff performers. Don't be that guy. If you have good staff, you need to pay them. You need to reward them. You need to give them above the award wage. You need to incentivize them. If they have a rip a month and they're doing exceptionally well, you need to reward it. This is so huge. You cannot hire staff and give them the absolute bare minimum and expect them to want to give you the world. That is not fair. If you have a shit staff member that's pulling the piss, by all means, that's fine. But if you've got a star performer, treat her like a star performer. You know, my star performers in my business, you know, I am constantly, thank you, here's a little gift. Go out for dinner with your boyfriend on me on the weekend. You know, um, reward them because why would they keep shining if you're not going to reward them? And everybody likes rewarding rewarded in different ways okay so you need to get to know your staff to find out what works for them for example some people love money and they are actually I find the easiest people to motivate anyone that loves money no-brainer because you incentivize them with money throw money at them that's easy some people don't care about money I know that sounds hard to believe but it's true I've had a staff member who just did not give a shit about money at all. She used to say to me, I don't care about money. Um, Instead, she cared about extra time off to go traveling or on holidays. Some people just need praise. It's that simple. They just need to be you to blow smoke up their ass on a regular basis and pats on the back. That works for some people. So get to know your staff, find out what works and incentivize them with their, their currency, um, but you cannot expect 
the world when you are paying peanuts. Number five, give your staff your time. This is something that really, I saw a guy speak, his name was Charlie Marcus a few years ago. He's a very well-renowned public speaker. And the short story with him is that he developed a stutter. He had this traumatic incident as a child and he developed this really severe stutter. And he went and got a job at Vidal Sassoon and he talks about how, you know, Vidal Sassoon was a huge, huge salon in um, the UK, very successful. And he talks about how Vidal Sassoon gave him his time, stopped, looked him in the eye and had conversations with him and he felt so valued. And this is kind of, again, ties in with the last one, but just stopping and giving your time to your staff, showing them interest um, with what's going on with them and, you know, it doesn't. you don't have to dive into their social lives but just showing an interest and developing their skills and being supportive can go such a long way. I know back in the day there was really this mentality where you work for me, you do as you're told, blah, 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 whereas nowadays that, that, that old ethos doesn't work anymore it's not gonna fly (laughs) they're gonna tell you to eat shit like you have to give your staff your time and you have to give them your interest and support be supportive and I know that that's hard for some people to do but if you want a team that is going to excel and work for you that's the way it is I always say I have two rules for business and it doesn't matter what you're doing or what the scenario and the two rules are be consistent and be a good human. Be a good human. It's so, if you're a good human, you're a decent, kind person, your staff are going to respond to that. If you're an asshole, they're not. Eventually, they're going to do the wrong thing by you. And who can blame Blame them? You get what you give. Um, number six, again, doesn't seem like, it's just, it's just, I feel like it's so obvious, but maybe it's not. Do the right thing and follow the rules. How many businesses come unstuck because they don't pay their staff superannuation, they're not paying out holiday time right, or they're cutting corners? It's mind-boggling that this shit still goes on. There is a popular cafe in Perth and one of the ex-employees has started a Facebook page where all the employees that work for this restaurant chain get on there and bitch about the guy that owns it and say all the shit, like how he just makes them work extra shifts, doesn't pay the extra time. And I, it has got me fucked how this guy still is even in business. How are you still even able to operate? Oh, and I refuse to go to any of those cafes anymore because I'm so disgusted. And it's when you have an entire Facebook page with this thousands of people following and commenting and I don't know about thousand employees but there's lots where the smoke this fire so there you hear stories all the time of businesses they're really reputable businesses that are really busy really popular and then you find out that the guy the owner hasn't paid the staff super for the last 10 years or you know hasn't been paying the wages correctly and they come unstuck that way and again it blows my mind how this shit happens because I get it's hard but it's it's 
you know, there's two things that are certain in life, death and taxes. <laughs> you have to pay your tax. And it's such a shame that people come unstuck from, you know, small things that could have easily have been avoided. And, again, you know, if you become that guy that isn't paying properly or isn't paying superannuation and all of that, I don't know how you can possibly think you're going to get away with that for too long. You will come unstuck eventually. So that one to me is a no-brainer. And there are so many companies that you can outsource that stuff to now or you can sign up and become a member like with EmploySure and Fair Work, all of that to make sure that you are doing everything correctly. But like I always say, if you are paying the bare minimum, that's when you've got to be really careful and make sure you are doing everything right. Because if you are paying extra and you're giving extra incentives along the way, you're covering your ass for all that stuff, you know? Um, so they are my six tips. And you know who actually, he hasn't been having a really good time lately with uh, Virgin Australia not doing so well, but old Dick Branson, Richard Branson, his, uh, his strategy around managing staff, I just think, are absolutely brilliant. I think of all his success, his approach to staff is the best and it's something that I've tried to apply in my business. And over the years, I have been quite generous with my staff. I've given a lot and there have been times where I've been bitten in the ass and I've thought, you know what, I, I gave too much. And it became expected or taken for granted and I've regretted it a little bit. And then I had a period of time where I took a step back. I had a particular staff member that worked for me for 10 years. She did the wrong thing by me and that really, really scarred me. I'd given a lot to this person. And after that I thought, well, fuck it. You know, I'm not going to throw so much into my staff anymore. It's just not worth it. I always end up getting hurt. And then I noticed that approach didn't work for me either. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. So you got to find that middle ground. Um, you got to find the middle ground, but it is worth it is worth investing in your staff and, and giving them a bit of love. So Richard Branson says, if you look after your staff, they'll look after your customers. It's that simple. And oh my God, is that? so true or what um he also says learn to look after your staff first and the rest will follow um what other dick branson's quotes have i got clients do not come first employees come first if you take care of your employees they will take care of the clients so be like richard branson be like me look after your staff and do i think it's worth the hassle of hiring staff so that you can expand? Absolutely, yes, it is. I have staff that take care of me as much as I take care of them and I have made some beautiful uh, lifelong friendships and relationships with my team. So, yep, I say do it, do it right and uh, be a good human. Thanks for listening.
Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. <laughs>